no, to what? shatter his dreams That's, entirely. Brendan, I have something really important to tell you. And he goes, uh, okay, do I have to turn off my video game? I, I just blue screen because I was like, what? Why are the heteros upset or over? Because when Canadians wake up angry, we're just like, I don't know, I guess the kitchen knife. Canoe oh. paddle? Good enough. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, it's not my first date with Wanda. I mean, as a as a gay man, I kind of feel like that's how I just view vaginas anyway. It's like a <laughs> it's like, D&D it's like, bag of holding. Welcome to episode 22 of Sibling Rants. It's your big brother, Andrew. And your little sister, Bronwyn. And joining us today, we have another couple of lovely guests joining us. It's Chelsea and Caitlin. Say hi, ladies. Hello. Hi. (laughs) And as we all sit here on Zoom in our homes for Bronwyn and I in Kitchener and for Chelsea and Caitlin down in Brantford, which fortunately all actually share the same lands for the sake of land acknowledgement, we are reminded that these are the traditional homes of the Haudenosaunee, Anishinaabe, and neutral peoples situated within Treaties 3, 4, and the Haldeman Treaty. We recognize and deeply appreciate their historic connection to the region, and we also are regions, and also recognize the contributions Indigenous peoples have made in shaping and strengthening this community. We are grateful for the opportunity to create on these lands together and reaffirm our commitment to truth and reconciliation in our communities. And I, uh, just before we move on from that, uh, I do want to take a moment, when this airs, this will be quote-unquote old news, but today we found out the news that 751 bodies in unmarked graves were found in uh, uh, Cowessus, Saskatchewan, at a residential school. I think that's how you pronounce that. And I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge this. We are going to see so much more of this coming out as we investigate these 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 lands. And I think it's really important that we push to keep investigating and bring these babies home. But it's it's going to be a lot more devastating as we go. A reminder that if you are still shocked by this news, that there is educating you have to do. So make sure that you are not adding to the re-traumatization of Indigenous peoples who are currently grieving and processing all of this. I would like to take a very qu- a quick moment of silence and then we can move forward. Well, thank you everyone for participating in that moment of silence with us. Uh, A reminder as well too, while we shouldn't be shocked, and I'm saying this as someone who's also coming to terms with how to balance it, while we should not be shocked by this news at this point, be cautious of how far you let that go and make sure you don't drift into apathy territory because uh, it's... It's going to happen more. And I mean, I'm the kind of person who eh, I don't react necessarily to every single instance. We knew it happened in Kamloops. That was the start of the probe to get the rest of the schools looked into. And we know for fact as well, when they start going into the other residential schools, that there's going to be more bodies found. This number is going to climb into disgusting territory. 
I think um, they actually just announced, too, that they're going to be starting a similar initiative in the States. So oh, good. It's, it's, I, I'm, it's, it's good, it's important, and it's going to just keep climbing. Yeah, and I think that we in Brantford are actually very, very close to Canada's first residential school, the Mohawk Residential School, mm. which I imagine when it is searched, it will be likely a very similar story. Yeah. I know that in the past they had found some bodies already, and I imagine with actual investigation instead of accidental they will find more um but at the site of the old the residential school they are turning it into a cult well they mostly have turned it into a cultural center um but they Mm -hmm. have a save the evidence campaign to preserve the school because a lot of the residential schools have been turned out torn down Mm -hmm. um destroying the evidence of what happened there yeah and the the cultural center is called the woodland cultural center yeah yeah um yeah. so their their website's really comprehensive when it comes to the safety evidence uh campaign too so we just wanted to it, it it's it, literally close to home so yeah we wanted to well yeah yeah and i'm i'm it's, <laughs> on a lighter note i i do have to say that while it is horrendous Brantford, I feel like today still has a continued history of having some problematic shit going on in it. And I don't feel that mm-hmm. surprised hearing that that's where the first residential school is. Like, no. I'm just... Yikes, Brantford. Yikes. It's, it's pretty brutal. It, I, I had um, I'd actually talked about it on my TikTok at one point, but the location of the residential school, now turned cultural center, is directly across from where Brantford put its landfill. Oh, yeah, I saw this TikTok, yeah. Yep, mm. and on top of that, um, directly across from one of the plots of land that um, belongs to the local reservation, the city of Brantford decided to put the Canadian Military History Museum. So, <laughs> of, of course they did. It's bad. It's not good. <laughs> it's a really bad couple kilometers of, like, just things that are trying to honor the first nations people on the land where it's the woodland cultural center mm-hmm. there's the canada village which is supposed to kind of be a little bit of a museum slash experience of the original people of the land and mm-hmm. then yeah just you know right surrounding those landfill military um, it's very museum. overt yeah it's extremely yeah. overt yeah i'm not I'm not shocked by this. I have I've <laughs> I have other people who live in the Brantford area and I just hear that it's just Yeah, that that's a Brantford. That's that's <laughs> definitely a Brantford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if if y'all could see the face I'm making just <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. I've never I've never been to Brantford, but the more that I live in the uh, the Waterloo region, the more I realize just how fucked this area is too yeah. oh yeah anything following the grand river we're uh yes we're uh yeah special breed of here. trash yep oh yeah <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> oh, well uh, we'll kick things off <laughs> yeah, now and actually to... <laughs> some introductions. oh this there. is how we start we don't uh, whatever we don't mince words uh if you're 22 episodes into this fucking podcast <laughs> and you understand how this shit goes um <laughs> Maybe go back a few episodes, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll dive in proper. And uh, Chelsea and Kayla, why don't y'all introduce yourselves and uh, tell our listenership a little, a little bit about you? Yeah. Like, do you want to? I, 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 I can go. 
Uh, so I'm Chelsea. <laughs> I am 32. And I, I'm amazed I remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. This, this last year, year yeah, this last year and a half doesn't count. So I'm just yes. going <laughs> to knock a year off of that. Uh, <laughs> and I am a photographer and an interior designer and a kind of a stay-at-home parent as well. It's a, it's a weird COVID setup job situation, but... Um, I'm originally, actually, I was born in Guelph and kind of just hovered in the area ever since because that's what people in this area tend to do. Um, (laughs) And, oh God, talking about myself. Pronouns? Oh, pronouns! (laughs) Oh yes, those are important. Uh, I go by she, they. No real strong preference for either. So just don't call me he and we're good. Fair enough. Yeah. Knowing that now that you're almost the same age as me and you grew up in Guelph, I feel like I've recognized your name and it's been batting around my head. And I'm going, oh my God. Do I, do I know her? You might know me. Like, it's <laughs> entirely possible. Guelph conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it I'm is. Just it is. rolling my eyes <laughs> so hard. This always happens. <laughs> no, I. I agree. I grew up in Ottawa and then moved here, so like I hear I hear these conversations and I go, yeah, this seems this seems right for this it, area. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Guelph, Guelph well person heard. is is just a well known term. We well, you the, know the worst part is is like I'm not even from Guelph. I grew up in the schwa, total other side of the GTA. <laughs> Didn't come until grade twelve, and yet it's still relevant to me. Now it, it got its stink on you. You can't escape it now. <laughs> Facts. Oh my god. And Guelphite has a very distinctive stink. Uh-huh. It's like manure a little bit and <laughs> mixed with patchouli. Exactly. <laughs> that's it. Oh, uh, oh god. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> so that's Chelsea. Caitlin, how about you? Oh, uh, well, my name's Caitlin. My pronouns are they, them. Um, if we're talking about where we grew up, I guess. I'm from <laughs> the assorted uh, southern Ontario cities. Um, <laughs> I My parents inexplicably uh, decided to move every two years while I was growing oh, wow. up. So I've actually probably lived the longest in one place with Chelsea mm-hmm. um, as opposed to ever having like a family home type setup but so we moved around a lot brought I her over on to Hamilton and that was a mistake so now we're out of there oh. <laughs> other oh. notable cities that are also problematic that I've lived in include <laughs> Hamilton Oakville Burlington and Calgary so oh, good. we're <laughs> off to mm-hmm. a great start <laughs> uh, I am a child and youth therapist and I guess I also somewhat stay at home parent um given COVID but also probably beyond that because Chelsea and I work very piecemeal jobs so we kind of like one of us pops off to work for a few hours and watches Gideon and then the other one pops off to work for a few hours as opposed to having like the traditional He's in daycare. We run to nine to five jobs and we kind of come back. It looks very different than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, fuck the nine to five anyway. Let's burn capitalism down. Damn oh, okay. capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get me started. I'm not. <laughs> oh, every, well, Chelsea and I know this about each other, but every fucking day <laughs> I could rant about capitalism 
every fucking day. Oh, yes. Yeah. We live in a society and I hate it. Yes. I hate it here. <laughs> Trust me, I'm stuck smack in the middle of it. Manufacturing. Yeah. You don't get too oh. much more capitalist than that. Yep. Oh yep. Right in, right, right in there. Right in that industry. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Super cute. <laughs> Oh, God. I hate it all. <laughs> so, anyway. with that being said, where do we want to dive well, into? Well, why don't we... I mean, it is Pride Month. It is. So, why don't we talk about... Or why don't gay things? you two talk... <laughs> gay things, yes. Um, I would love to hear your individual um, coming out stories, what that was like for you, how you found each other, um, and the process uh, that you guys went through for the reciprocal IVF to eventually conceived Gideon. Okay, I, th- I think we've told these stories a few times. We probably got them pretty We got them. Packed. I've got a pretty great coming out story <laughs> in that point. it is a disaster. Not like in a in a terrible <laughs> way. It could have gone yeah. so much worse, but like in a hilarious way. Is it in a like a chaotic Chelsea way? Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. This is in like <laughs> Chelsea, like full ADHD, just impulsive, cannot Same. keep things in. Like <laughs> same, Ryan oh Chelsea. Yeah. We're too similar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So as many as many young queers do, I started like long distance dating my first mm-hmm. like same sex relationship, and yeah. it was you know awkward and and wonderful again in in in, in many ways like as the, as they tend to be, and we had kind of decided to kind of keep things under wraps for a while because uh, she wasn't out. I wasn't out. And this was like really new for the both of us. Um, she is now my best friend uh, because, you know, I'm gay and that's just what we do. <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. Sometimes you either, you either stay really close or you never speak to each other again. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Uh, There's no in between. I, I would be the never speak to your mm-hmm. exes again. Yeah. Um, not yeah. Like that's a, me. It ended poorly way more just like, I, I don't know where they are. And <laughs> I will probably never find out. Fair. I think it, it's, it's that quintessential early gay experience where you're like, oh, I know I'm gay. Okay. Do I love you? Or do I like love you? Like, what is this? <laughs> You know, yeah. I can't, I can't suss this out yet. Um, at, at any rate, I had, I, I'm sure, I, I thought I was being very sneaky and covert, but like, <laughs> there's only so many times that you know your your mom can go in to wake you up in the morning and you're like asleep with your partner asleep on Skype and you're asleep and you're like cuddled up to your computer. There, that there's no straight explanation for that. So. <laughs> We're just really close friends, mom. We're best friends who fall asleep together. I don't understand what you're not getting. Um, so oh um, there was just, I think, it, oh God, it was Valentine's Day. Oh, my God. I forgot about that part. Um, and I was just full of, you know, gay angst. And I, yep. I just needed my mom to know. So I sat her down on the couch and I was in tears and I couldn't get it out. And my mom, you know very quietly said, is there something you want to tell me? And I went, yeah. And she's like, are, are you gay? And I went, yeah. And so that went fine. You know, she, she already had a primer. What did she say to me? She was like, well, I kind of figured I've, I've been watching Ellen with your father to get him ready. And so that was just, that's actually really cute. It was very cute. 
And then she was like, why don't, why don't you let me digest this and we can make a plan for like telling your dad because I expressed that I was really worried about it. Um, and I was like, that's a good idea. I'll sit on this. I did not sit on this. <laughs> and that night, while my father was watching, you know, the movie Father of the Bride? Yeah. Yeah. That very, like, dad watches his little oh, yeah. girl grow up, marry a man, and leave the house. Very, like, my dad loves that movie, and it's extremely straight. And, yeah. you know, he's getting all, like, emotional, like, oh, one day I'll marry off my little girl to a big, strong man, too. <laughs> and that's the moment I chose. Um, (laughs) to shatter his dreams entirely you know perfect moment (laughs) i thought so i really did how do you deconstruct barriers kick him down like a kool-aid man (laughs) oh yeah there's no easing dad into this we're just going right in this is how it's that's how it's gonna be so i i ended up saying that you know i I told him that dad i'm gay i'm in a relationship and my dad, being my dad, he was very, you know, soft-spoken, and he asked me questions, and he told me he loved me, and, you know, my my mom after went, you couldn't, you couldn't have chosen a different movie to interrupt, like, you, you had to choose that movie, <laughs> that was the moment, um, and, you, you gotta know, crush I, the dream, yeah, we gotta, just like, uh, well, uh, we can't let him keep believing this thing, so, <laughs> um, and then I was able to come out to my brother. I, I figured out, oh, I'll just rip the Band-Aid off. I'll do them all yeah, in one night, not? right? <laughs> and so I go down and I sit beside him and he's playing, I think, like the Wii or something. And uh, I go, Brendan, I have something really important to tell you. And he goes, uh, okay, do I have to turn off my video game? And I went, I will. You could pause <laughs> it. Like, that would be nice. That's uh, the most brotherly response ever. Literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> okay, but do I have to stop gaming? <laughs> can, can I just, like, watch but also listen to you? Is yeah. that possible? Yeah. Um, oh and God. I said, well, I'm gay. I'm in a relationship. And he went, oh, okay. And he patted my shoulder. And then he went, that's nice. <laughs> okay, can I can I go back to my video game now? And I said, "Great. Thank you. Okay, that's it's fine. It's it wasn't a big moment for me. That's okay. You go back to playing uh, the, I don't know, Wii exercise or whatever the hell's going on in here." Uh, <laughs> I hope to God he wasn't No, I think he was playing Wii, Wii tennis. I couldn't think of a Wii game. Honestly, like, that's not better. <laughs> <laughs> the Wii t- coming out experience very impulsive happened all in one day ripped the band-aid off forgot to tell uh my partner at the time that i was doing it you know it was all just a just a classic impulsive classic moment wouldn't wouldn't change it for the world Um, (laughs) and i mean you know coming out is never just one experience it is an ongoing forever constantly until the end of time experience this is like the standard queer disclaimer when anytime you talk about coming out yeah well the first time i came out break the fourth wall and be like now remember kids coming out is an ongoing experience that never (laughs) truly ends (laughs) well and it's so funny though because like i had never really i mean i guess i just accepted that that was part of it but i had never really given it full thought until we had a discussion about it over the course of this month about having repeated experiences Mm -hmm. and that it is something that you honestly have to go through for the rest of your life. And it wasn't until we actually verbalized it and I sat there and I went, well, shit, you're right. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Like I knew it was a thing. I like, but I just, I never registered it as fully being a thing. Yeah. It yeah. becomes so normalized too that yeah. like it's well that's exactly it. It becomes a part of your everyday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I ha- and I think this is what I said on the podcast episode we talked about it, and I forget which one that was. But anyway, I think it was with uh, Troy. 
Troy. Yeah, I think you're right. But anyway, it was, um, it's, it's the one thing that truly makes heterosexual people's eyes go like super wide because you tell them about it and they do this like calculating thing. Like, you know, the meme of the woman that has like all the calculations in her head. Wait. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then their eyes go wide and they're like, I had no idea. And it's like, yeah, so okay. stop assuming people are straight. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Except that that meme is also my face when it was put into words. And I went, oh, wait. <laughs> Hold on. Andrew, that is your privilege. Uh, Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. It sure I, um, is. All right. I, recently, I, like, a, just during a work thing, I had mentioned to someone, I, I, I just think I just, like, said my wife. And, like, offhandedly. And yeah. after I was done discussing whatever I was discussing with this person, she went, I just want to tell you, I, I think it's really great that you have a wife. And I, I just blue screen. Cause I was like, what? Like, I, just, yeah. I, I don't understand yeah. why you're congratulating me. I'm accepting my award. Now. <laughs> I'd like to thank the Academy. Yeah. Yeah, are we doing like the the gay Oscars or something? Oh, yes. Oh my god. I'm so down. That was the that's it's, the unconscious coming out where you just yeah. don't realize that you came out and then you're like, "Oh, right." Right. People are yeah, taken exactly. back by that. <laughs> that's when we do the calculating. Yeah. 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 Um, it's funny Chelsea cuz like your story is different than mine, but it's also similar in just the in just the like the approach to it. Mm-hmm. Like I just started ripping off the band-aid. There was one time I was watching I think it was like MTV video on trial or whatever with my sister. She mentioned it in the episode that we had her on and I've already forgotten, but it was something (laughs) like that. And I just immediately was like impulsively, man, she's really hot. And my sister was like, I knew it. (laughs) She's like, you only talk about people like that when you have a crush on them. I knew it. And my mom, I actually like took her to, we went to like Tim Hortons and I sat her down and I expected it to be this whole thing. And she was like, okay. And then I forgot to tell my dad and uh, he overheard me telling my godmother. (laughs) And I was like, oh, sorry, dad. I realized like, I totally forgot to tell you. And he was like, well, kiddo, I mean, I already knew. So... of like a wind out of your sails moment too yeah like, i remember those early ones where people were like yeah i know and i was like god damn it could you not yeah. just pretend for five <laughs> seconds to be surprised well it's because like we ex- we hide it for long enough yeah that we kind of build it up and then i like i always struggle with the well it's my privilege to come out in a family where that's never an issue Mm -hmm. but at the same time there's always that like little bit of disappointment that it wasn't a bigger deal yeah well it's because like you're just always you were yeah there's like a there's almost a trauma that you yeah like that you experience just in the before of that Mm -hmm. you know even if it ends up being okay you're 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 so upset preemptively and preparing yourself for the worst that like it doesn't happen. And then you're just sitting there like, Oh, exactly. Okay. What do I do with all this trauma now? Like, yeah. What am I supposed to do with this? Where, where's the outlet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny. Um, so Caitlin, what was your experience? Like? Yeah. Yeah, jumping on over. I'll, I'll keep this all back in time to when little Caitlin was sitting in grade 11 chemistry and um, had some very complimentary thoughts to the, the girl sitting in front of them. And um, 
And at this time, I was in Catholic school. I am not Catholic. Oh, I was yeah. in Catholic oh, school. Oh, another Catholic because... friend. Great. <laughs> no, no, no. no, I am not. Caleb is just a full on heathen. Oh, I, right. we, I need everyone to understand. I have been I am in a not church Catholic. twice in my entire life, both times with Chelsea's family. <laughs> Um, I don't know anything about Catholicism, but yes, I, I did complete three years of Catholic high school. Um, Catholic school is the worst. It's a gift. Uh-huh. It's a gift to be able to be exposed to that propaganda and not take any of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I, I did have the self-awareness to be like, this is an inconvenient venue for this realization. Yeah. Yeah. So I just shoved that on down for a couple more yeah. years. <laughs> we don't have time to unpack all that. And then... <laughs> In first year of university, I was staying in a dorm, and I don't know what the, the like, Don's, the resident, whatever's, the mm-hmm. leaders of the floor, whatever they're called at whatever university you go to, um, I don't know what they were thinking when they made our floor, other than maybe these kids seem gay, uh, <laughs> because the va- by the end of our first year, beginning of second year, almost all of us had come out as that's amazing. Something in the LGBT alphabet mafia <laughs> genre. Um, uh, so that was helpful, I think, to the to the uh, awakening process. It was very easy to to come out to all your friends when, like, anytime you're like, "Hey, so I think I'm bisexual," and they're like, "Oh God, me too." <laughs> <laughs> that feels okay. like a very millennial thing. Oh yeah, for one deal. We <laughs> <laughs> find all of each other. Yeah. <laughs> For one deal. Millennials coming out. It's a Costco special. <laughs> <laughs> Buy in <Yeah>. bulk. Uh, very <laughs> Very oh true. God. So I, I came out to pretty much all my friends first. And then I had gone with my parents to visit my grandparents. And, um, you know, you, you love your grandparents and whatever. But they tend to not be great people. And uh, so... My grandfather said something very, very homophobic. I don't even remember what it was, but it was gross. And I just got up and left. And my parents were kind of like, oh, I guess we're going. (laughs) And so they just followed me out to the car. And we all got in the car. We were driving away. And my parents were being like, oh, you know your grandfather. You know he's an asshole. Like, we're sorry he said that. They didn't know anything at this point. I think they were just like, he's offended Caitlin again. This is is par for the course. Classic. (laughs) It certainly wasn't the first time I walked out of a room he was sitting in. So I don't think that they had their suspicions up or anything. So they're they're kind of like trying to placate me, but also doing that boomer thing. Where they're like, well, they're from a different time. Ugh. What do you boomer. expect? Did they did they skip the last 50 years is my question. Right? They lived through them. <laughs> <laughs> they just, yeah, they just ended up here. They ended up here. <laughs> Stayed in like 1940. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that would explain where they were during my mom's entire childhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, so it's okay. My mom won't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up just yelling it at them. I had no intentions of coming out that day, but I was just like so angry. I was like, well, I'm upset. I'm offended because. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we went grocery shopping, um, <laughs> and we're, we're in the grocery store and we're in the produce section and my mom's picking out some sort of fruit, maybe pears. And, uh, she's just like, huh, huh, well, 
you know, I, I didn't see that coming, I don't think. And my dad was like, I did. <laughs> she was like, really? And he was just like, all her friends are gay. Yeah. Like, every last one. <laughs> um, so that was like, I, you know, as far as coming out to your parents go, it was relatively painless. They're, they're supportive. They do that very boomer thing again, where you have to explain a concept as being like politically incorrect to them 75 right. times. Mm-hmm. And then maybe on the 76th time they get it. But, you know, their heart's in the right place. It's it's easier <laughs> now, though, because we can go, mm, little ears are listening. Oh, yeah, that's, oh, that's <laughs> a great ah. focus from mm-hmm. having a child. Yeah. So like, that's the reason to have children. That's, yeah. the, that's it. That's the, <laughs> the one. Just shutting up baby boomers. That's just, exactly yeah. why you do it. I'll do still you just... want grandparent privileges? Because... Uh, <laughs> I'll still just opt to borrow other people's children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. We've been able to eat fries without our mothers commenting on the fact that we chose fries ever since we had Gideon. Because all we have to go is, you know, we're really trying to build a healthy relationship with food for him. <laughs> And they're like, oh, well, I guess we better shut up then. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I guess you better. Yeah, they get that look on their face like, oh, there they go again. Okay, we're changing the subject. <laughs> um, I think that's something that, like, boomer parents were just not prepared for. Mm-hmm. Is that our generation, because of all the fuckery we ended up with, mm-hmm. and this world that wasn't built for us, we are like more trauma informed than other generations. I've said this on like every podcast, I think, but it's fine. Um, And boomers are not prepared for the boundaries that we set because we're more trauma informed. (laughs) Well, and I feel like part of that too, though, stems also from the fact that this world was not built for us. And because there is less for us to go out there and invest our energies in our energies instead have been put towards informing ourselves building ourselves as better people building the next generation to be better people and less shitheads stronger (laughs) (laughs) it's true it is true though i mean like what else are we gonna do now (laughs) like i can't buy a damn house so here i am oh my god yeah Uh, so I'm just going to be gay as fuck and <laughs> deconstruct all your bullshit. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Oh I, um, I, I went to grad school for social work. That's how I got into my current profession. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know if I'd repeat it, but here we are. I like the job I'm currently <laughs> in. I just don't love the school. Um, but I remember talking to Wait, a which friend school? about it. Uh, I don't want to call Laurier. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Laurier. It's okay. Yeah, We've already called out Laurier. <laughs> yeah. I, I legitimately, like, named a professor in one of my... <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, yeah. I we uh, There's some problems with some of the schools that I've attended in the past, yeah. but I feel like that's a separate podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to do another. <laughs> I, I, won't, I won't get too into it, um, but I, I was joking around with someone once. They were like, don't you have, like, a lot of work to do? And I'm like, no. Not really. I have placements and then my homework is to think about shit. Yeah. It's like I go sit in class and we all talk about the things we thought about last weekend. And then we go home and we think more about those things. And that's getting your master's in social work. So. Man, I degraded that I was... because I don't need to think about shit. I can talk out my ass like nobody's fucking business. <laughs> oh. oh. Good times. But yes, back to coming out. Um, So who have I done? I've done my parents. I've done my friends. That leaves my brothers. Um, 
I, you know, I tragically lost one brother to homophobia. Um, Craig, if you're Uh, listening to this, little bitch, call my parents. (laughs) Get fucked, Craig! (laughs) Um, But that's okay, because my remaining brother is so great that he makes up for it. He's like the quality of two brothers in one. (laughs) Craig who? And I hold him up as the perfect example of how someone should act um, when you come out to them. And it's because I didn't have to come out to him. We were at Craig's wedding and I said, oh, I'm dating someone. And he said, oh, are you dating a boy or a girl? And I was like, oh, it's a boy actually, but thank you for asking. I am bisexual. And he was just like, okay. And that was it. He did not presume my heterosexuality. And it was beautiful. It is because your brother is the token straight person in his friend group. Yeah. (laughs) He's the one with all the gay friends, but is actually straight. Yeah, exactly. There's always one. You you gotta have one. You gotta diversify the group. But hey, I love my straight friends. I mean, actually, I, I find that I have more... Well, maybe less these days. I find that my group has now shifted from being primarily cisgendered heterosexual people to not necessarily cisgendered gays, but the rest of the alphabet mafia in some capacity. My group has just kind of like <laughs> yeah. morphed over morphed to over. it. Evolved. <laughs> yeah, time. pretty yeah. much. I like we got my, the premium subscription. I like my straight <laughs> friends, but I have noticed that the older I get and the gayer I get, the more gay my friends group is. And just because I have less in common with my straight friends. Yeah. And I, like, I think especially as a single gay person, I find that because the moment I start Mm. dating, I can't talk to my straight friends about it because they don't get it. Yeah, the experience (laughs) is different. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we don't even have straight, like, parent friends. All of our parent friends are are gay. Which is lovely. Like, because I just don't feel like I have anything in common with the straight moms at the baby groups who are like, my yeah. husband just like won't get up in the middle of the night to change the baby's diaper. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I cannot, I, I have nothing to reciprocate in this conversation. Oh have you, that's <laughs> I, don't so know I don't know if you're on this group, but on Facebook, there's a group called are the straights okay or are the straights okay or something like that. And I think I'm in, okay. a, in a similar one called Are the Heteros Why Are the Heteros Upsetero or something like oh that. Oh my god, I need to join that. Um, yeah, so they post stuff all the time and it, about like heterosexual couples just like clearly hating each other. And the question they is hate always each other so much. Is this I know they do. It's like it's like what why did you get married? Also, like this whole idea in heterosexual relationships and like I'm sorry, it's Pride Month. Yes, listeners, I'm shitting on straight couples. Sorry. But we no, get sorry. one month. <laughs> we get one month to shit on straight couples. Uh, Fucking like, breeders. No. I do not understand. Like, <laughs> I could not date somebody or be with somebody long term who has very different values that I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, one of the things I have never been able to understand is how heterosexual women will just put their values aside for a relationship. Like I do when I look at the long-term scale of like how heteronormativity was created. Yes. I understand how we got there, but it's just this like, you guys really hate each other. (laughs) Truly, truly. And I remember too, around the time that um, like the American election was happening, I was seeing in some like parenting groups, they'd be like, 
I found out today my husband voted for Trump and I just, how do I approach this with him? And I was like, I'm sorry, this isn't a red flag. This is like, you reached, (laughs) everything is a red flag now, my friend. I just refused to believe that there were no smaller warning signs. Right, just suddenly out of nowhere, like, you know what? I think I'm going to have a complete about face in my morals and I'm going to go ahead and... uh, Just, but just this is exactly it. burning desire like, for a Cheeto to run our country. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, heterosexual couples don't seem to have these conversations before. And, I mean, like, not all heterosexual heterosexual couples, but, like, a lot of them, they don't have these conversations. No. And then they find out later. And I'm like, no, no. All I do is talk about politics. I do feel like, though, that's also a little bit of a, ju- a like a generational divide, too. So it's like yeah. Gen-, Gen X is a lot more hesitant to talk. Like, Gen X and older... Whereas millennials, we seem to be very invested in talking about trauma, talking about mental health, talking about politics. Like, there is no barrier that we give any fucks about crossing. Mm-hmm. We're just also running out of the steam and energy to force everyone else to cross it at this point. Yeah. But amongst I, ourselves, we're like, yeah, fuck it. I yeah. do think, though, that it is perpetuated still in millennial heterosexual couples I just because of the heteronormativity. Like, millennial, heterosexual, like... And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to sit here and rag on religions, but I will rag on fundies until the end of time. I mean, and specifically, it's the ones who are like, well, we we didn't do anything before marriage and we were um, engaged for four months because we really wanted to fuck. And now we're here and I hate this person so much. But I mean, my religion think, won't allow me to get a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you've you've earned the right to rag on uh, Christian fundies because of your deep religious trauma. Yay. Um, it, it's really yeah. funny. We have our one straight couple friends. Our the Megan, tokens. Yeah. The, the token ones. The token straights um, are Megan and Peter. And Megan and I were very similarly raised in the fact that, like, we weren't raised in a church. I wasn't that. I don't think she was baptized either. Like, it was very, like nothing um but peter was more similar to chelsea and that they both like went to like weird youth groups and oh hold up no here's the plot of my of my religious (laughs) experience here is um i was baptized catholic and i did my like formative growing up years in a catholic school but my parents started going to like a like a baptist church for some God awful reason, inexplicable. Poor judgment. Poor dad dad choices. Um, So (laughs) I spent my teenage years getting, you know, actively just (laughs) oppressed by this like Baptist youth group culture. Um, And now, as a 32 year old, I have found out that my family's actually Jewish and was pretending to be Catholic this whole time. So, you know. That sounds like the most Guelph story it I could so ever come Guelph. up with. It is just painfully Guelph. <laughs> like, all you need to add into there is that you actually are Italian lineage, and my, that it's perfect. My cousins were Italian, is oh, the thing. Somehow, even though it was only by marriage, the Italians kind of just start to take over your family. <laughs> yes, yes. infiltrated. I make a mean mean uh red sauce like marinara sauce so i i guess i could i, I gleaned some great stuff from that but, but i also had um, to go to saint james so like you know it, it. okay so that would there is very very good odds that you and i crossed paths in our high school years because that's actually where i did grade 12 oh my god uh, okay and so- i went creeping on facebook and we have a mutual friend and it's katie marie 
Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure we've I'm sure we've met at some Katie, point. Katie is fabulous. I adore we love her. Katie. <laughs> yeah, you know what's oh, funny yeah. about like the fact that you guys have potentially met before and didn't know each other is that I actually have only met Chelsea in person once, <laughs> but we it's have been true. friends for what like a decade now. Almost? Yes, and yeah, the, the, uh, we the met on a time, dating app. Yeah, the only time we met was a date. <laughs> Yeah, we met on a date. <laughs> we didn't quite feel it. Chelsea messaged me. I think it was like the next day or something to be like, I had a great time, but I'm going to say no, like whatever. I was a little bummed about it. And then I'm we just sorry. continued being friends. I know. How fucking dare you? <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, no, we just, uh, Chelsea and I just kind of like realized we're very similar when it comes to like activism and how outspoken we are and our ADHD and our impulsiveness and, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. most things. Yeah. And we just stayed friends. And so we've had this like online friendship for almost a decade. It's really funny. Like, I really love it. But That's it's funny. awesome. Caitlin is, Caitlin is also giving me this look right now that's another one, Chelsea. Another <laughs> friend of yours. <laughs> you know, I mean, no, I, mean I, I knew that that's how you met Bonnet, but it, it's just like being married to Chelsea is just swimming up, like upstream through a, 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 a river of, of gay fish. <laughs> Specifically of her exes. So. Um, you might even say they're rainbow trout. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's it's all good stuff. <laughs> this is the problem with gay dating. Oh my yeah. god. And and you know what? Specifically, KW gay dating. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yes. Own beast. I like you. You just make the rounds, and then you get to the end, and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> They all go. I've dated all of them. Yeah, but I, I, but I to have leave. to share. They're all gone. <laughs> I have to share with y'all a thought that I had today, and it came. It struck <laughs> me because Brahma has talked about this and about redefining a relationship between two women and and, and reterming it as women loving women relationships yeah. and getting away mm-hmm. from lesbians, yeah. just because that does exclude bisexual people, mm-hmm. and that's and that's totally fair. I see it to be fairly common. I'm starting to see it more common on TikTok. Hashtag WLW is a thing, and then I sat there and I realized that you can't really use that as a gay man <laughs> mlm <laughs> like how i'm not in the dating world anymore but if i throw it out there i'm like yeah i'm interested in mlm i'm gonna get someone messaging me and being like so have you joined primerica yet like, fuck i'm gonna have every twit oh, from high school worst. who ran off that's... with that and is gonna be like welcome this Ooh. is x pyramid scheme company where we're gonna teach you how to rope in all your no. friends and ostracize yourself welcome that's... The Do you know what I was depressing? MLM, is... I run. <laughs> <laughs> Most depressing thing I ever found out was that the body shop is an MLM. What? Yeah. Really? The body I shop. Not know this. It's not. I don't know if it has like its MLM branch in Canada, but the UK, it, it is like the MLM that people <laughs> talk oh about. God. I don't think that's true in Canada. I, I probably isn't true in Canada, but it was still so depressing. I was like, the but, fact that it started that way. But yeah. the Satsuma soap. <laughs> I know. <laughs> god it's so depressing when when you find out that something that you love is problematic and it happens every day mm-hmm. every <laughs> damn day 100 percent. i went through after uh new allegations arose yet again against chris ba- brown for physically mm-hmm. assaulting a woman 
instantly. Like, I thought we had kind of let it. It was a one-off, whatever. Uh, and, like, I I let some of his songs exist in my playlist. You know, I wasn't out to full cancel in the second I saw that. I yep. filtered through all yep. of my Spotify and I went, no. And yep. it sucks because there's some other, like, yeah. artists, but it featured him. And I went, mm, nope, still gotta go. Still gotta go. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah. And it's just, it's... Okay, but let's. We're talk. all still reeling from the J.K. Rowling yeah, scenario. Yeah, so like, let's talk about the biggest say, millennial betrayal. Oh my god! Says me um, as we're staring at my like <laughs> wall of wall Harry Potter. Of Harry Potter. Top ten <laughs> anime betrayals. Uh. <laughs> but here's the thing: is this uh, as an anime nerd that just makes me happy? <laughs> as a millennial, you can't escape Harry Potter, even no. if you're trying. No. Um, not that I'm like, uh, it's, look, capitalism's hard, guys. You can't get, yeah. like, avoid everything problematic. We all know this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but just doesn't feel the same lately. And so I haven't been really engaging with anything Harry Potter. Um, but tell that to my TikTok for you, yeah. Paige. Yeah. Because I haven't liked a single Harry Potter video since I've joined that, you know, terrible app a year <laughs> and a bit ago. And it's still like three times a day. Like, do you want to see this TikTok about Harry Potter? And I'm like, I don't. Why are you doing okay. this? Forcing it on me. But like, full on, when I joined TikTok, I very much fell into the Harry Potter OC realm of oh, TikTok, dear. which was incredibly expansive. Oh but also, I loved it though, too, because there were so many people writing such brilliant characters yeah. and interacting with each other yeah. and basically just taking this universe and making their own. So yeah. it was nothing that Rowling had her fucking hand that's in. Exactly. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I'm okay with. And one of the things that I like about still engaging with Harry Potter is when queer people get to rewrite the narrative and create yes. things and make money off of things that technically are JK Rowling's creation. That's my favorite. Just yeah. make it queer. Definitely. You know, like, my... We're taking this over now. Yeah, exactly. One yeah. of my friends was making masks or still is, has been making masks this whole pandemic. And I bought a few from her that were Harry Potter themed. And it gave me so much joy to buy Harry Potter themed masks made from off-brand Harry Potter fabric mm -hmm. by a queer woman who is putting the money towards the their account to buy sperm so that they can have a baby together as a gay couple. And I just sit there and go, fuck you, J.K. Rowling. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> truly <best>. beautiful. <laughs> it really is. Oh, God. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> Side tangent. <laughs> I mean, I digress all the time. ADHD. Um, but uh, yeah, so how did you guys start... Well, I know this story, but for our listeners. And me. How, and for Andrew. <laughs> how did you guys meet and start dating and fall in love and get married and all of that stuff? Before we jump into that story, I feel like it is also notable that, like, we talked about our coming out story in regards to sexuality. And then we were just like, gender? What gender? <laughs> and uh, I, you'll, you'll be happy to know you're involved in our coming out story because we're playing this fun little Russian roulette called How Many Times Can We Come Out in a Podcast? Before all of our friends catch on. It's been a lot of times now. <laughs> how, how, how often can I put my pronouns in my bio before anyone notices? Yeah. Like, I refuse to actively come out. I will not tell yeah. anyone about this. We're, we're done actively coming out now. It's just passive aggressive. If you didn't notice, that's your problem. Yeah, 
like, exactly. we're having friends over for a pride thing this weekend, and I'm literally just going to, like, make cupcakes and, like, a trans flag and just stare at them and see if anyone <laughs> That's the best. Uh, balls. Also, Caitlin, I do want to apologize that I referred to the two of you as collective as ladies out the gate. That was my mistake. I'm sorry. Honestly, I, I mean, thank you for apologizing. And I don't, I'm not super, I don't know about you. I'm not super fussed about it either way. But I'm very like, man, I don't care. What is gender in my like Aquarius way? So <laughs> <laughs> like, what is anything? Time's an illusion. And, you know. <laughs> Time is an illusion. It really is. Well, in true true Scorpio fashion, I have a habit of just running my mouth first and then worrying about the consequences after, so. Oh, you know which one has been so hard to eliminate from my vocabulary is guys. Yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah. Okay, but also we collectively as millennials have just kind of made guys a neutral term. I know, but Gen Z is not having it. Yeah. Yeah. They're in the and angry say, young gay face. I, started, I finally switched it over to folks, and then yeah. Doug yeah. Ford ruined Doug folks for me. Doug fucking no. Ford. He ruined oh it. Because he did... says it all the time. You know what's actually fun is y'all. I've been using y'all. I see it yeah, too. I use, yeah. y'all. I use y'all now. Yeah, I love it. I also, when, when emceeing, particularly when doing anything for like LGBT and queer spaces and whatnot, I have switched over in one of my favorite things I heard when I went to a queer comedy show was ladies and gentle thems. I love that. I love uh, that. Yeah, that is that's one of that's my good. favorite things. And Rolls I'm like, right all right, cool. Tongue. That's wonderful. It's, it does. Absolutely. Like it still, it, it blends in. And if you just slide it in, people don't really fucking notice either, but it's still yeah. just inherently more inclusive. Yeah, the bigots absolutely. still think that you're gendering them and everybody else is comfortable. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the line we like to walk. Exactly. <laughs> As an MC, it's a line you have to walk all the time because yeah. you're an like you're the entertainer between the entertainment, yeah. and you gotta yeah. make folks happy. Yeah. And I'll spell that folks with an X. <laughs> F O L X. We know Doug Ford won't, so that makes it better. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, fuck you, Doug. <laughs> oh, actually, oh, as an aside, yes. before you guys continue, mainly uh-huh. just because I you've probably already heard it, but. Somebody showed up at Doug Ford's house with a butcher knife the other day, and I oh. just want to say that that person is my hero. <laughs> <laughs> we should all collectively create an alibi for them. Like, no, no, I don't think they were there, actually. They're my best friend. They were here. <laughs> I, I heard it from someone on TikTok, and they were like, someone just decided to wake up and was like, yeah. I'm going to eat the rich. <laughs> Well, I guess it's time to go butcher Doug Ford. It's like, I said that on Chelsea's status not that long ago. I was like, if we just eat one billionaire, yeah, the they'll rest get will the fall message. in line. Yeah, they'll know. They'll get know that we mean business. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, okay. I mean, see, this is why gun control is so important, though, because when Canadians wake up angry, we're just like, I don't know, I guess the kitchen knife. <laughs> I guess I'll stab a bitch. Maybe a baseball bat. Guns? Who needs guns? Stick or a hockey stick nearby. <laughs> <laughs> weapons of choice. Canoe paddle? Good enough. <laughs> oh, right. So, no, back to I, our actual I intended topic. I will keep topic. us on track. Um, Glad swear. someone is. <laughs> They're used to it. They're used to it with me. It's, uh, it's And me. Um, uh, ADHD. <laughs> and my partner like, also has severely I, undiagnosed ADHD, so, like, I'm really mm-hmm, used to. Oh, no. And I'm the, like, please, I the pinball machine. <laughs> what is structure? <laughs> we told you we like our, our conversations to happen organically. It there's a, there's a loose structure. <laughs> as 
long as we go back, we're fine. Yeah, we'll circle back eventually. The, uh, the podcast of chaos. Right, well, anyway, I've so definitely how did you guys meet? told the how we met story enough to get this one out. Pretty yeah, quick. you so, got this on lock. Um, basically, we met online. We met on OKCupid. Um, we were both in like university. Does OKCupid still exist? Yes, it does. Oh, it does. Okay, OKCupid was the best place to look for a non-straight. Back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Plenty, Remember the hell that was Plenty of Fish? Plenty of Fish oh, was a mess. God. The worst. Plenty of Fish still exists and it's still trash. And it's no. still a cesspool. Yeah. Mm. Nothing, yeah. nothing mm-hmm. could save Plenty of Nothing fish. good comes no. out of Plenty of Fish. No. Okay, Cupid. That's where I got three out of three of the Basically, what happened is we started talking on OKCupid, and you know, we put this all together later, but basically we kind of ghosted each other, um, yeah. not being in good head spaces. Yeah. Um, so thank God um, that we did not continue talking and start dating at that point because it probably would right have been. Right people, wrong, wrong time. Absolutely, yeah. an absolute disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started dating other people and then that was an absolute disaster. And sometime between that and when we met up again, I completely forgot that Caitlin existed. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, okay, so, but that's ADHD object mm-hmm. permanence. You're fine. I was like, well, Caitlin's <laughs> gone out of my frame of view, so. <laughs> she doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, this always happens. I always ask Chelsea before we tell this story, like, how much do you want to tell? Do you want to bring up this part? I know it's kind of embarrassing for you sometimes. And every time impulsively as we start telling a story, she'll be like, yeah, no, let me, let me out myself. <laughs> <laughs> my God. It's funny, I do the it. same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always like, I'm not going to embarrass myself today. I'm not going to say the thing. And then what do I do? I say the thing. Yeah, you sacrifice your dignity for the joke, okay? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Literally our podcast. <laughs> it's true. The shit that's come out of my mouth, I swear. <laughs> so we dated other people. Those relationships crashed and burned. We came up to, like, you know, our respective families and communities. Uh, we got some therapy. That was probably super important. Yeah. Therapy is good. And then um, I think I was like taking summer courses or something and I was like mm-hmm. studying all day and I was just like, I know I've already messaged them, but like, what if I just did it again? Like, what if I just <laughs> said, hey, again, and see if they wanted to start talking again? Um, <laughs> and of course she did because she couldn't remember Oh, hey, me. new person. <laughs> <laughs> um so we spent all day talking, um, and this this was on Canada Day. No, it's that's just our dating anniversary. It is no longer <laughs> no, anything that else. Is July Canada 1st Day does is not exist. By Caitlin and Chelsea Day, just so everyone knows. <laughs> okay, um, I can get down with that. I'm here for that. Yeah, that's what yeah. we celebrate now. It's really unfortunate that the story of how we met is tied to that. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing else exists. Yeah, um, I agree. So then later that day, I went to fireworks that were presumably in honor of, of us. us. And our love. And <laughs> Chelsea was homesick because she gets sick all the time. Yeah. And uh, I texted her the picture of the fireworks because she couldn't be there. And then she asked me out. Mm-hmm. And It was premium romance. It, it really was. was. <laughs> and then like... I think pretty quickly into dating, we knew it was, like, pretty serious. Chelsea took me to her cousin's Italian Catholic wedding, like, three weeks into <laughs> How's that dating? for romance? A two-hour mass to just really ease you in. <laughs> I and love again, this, part I, of, that, this part of the story. It's so funny to me. I, I know... <laughs> 
I know I said earlier I went to a Catholic school, but again, I did not learn anything about Catholicism. <laughs> so I get there, and oh boy, was I not prepared. Yeah, I was... It, no. it was like 90 minutes, and oh, yeah, they weren't too long. even talking about the couple getting married. No, 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 you no, must no, no. It's make room for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and Jesus. And people kept like getting up and doing coordinated things. It was like, <laughs> it's the Catholic dance. Oh. We all know it. And you uh-huh. now, just a- now we're shaking hands. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Um, it's sad because you're saying all of these things. And I'm just having these horrendous flashbacks to the last time I ever sat in a fucking Catholic mass. with you. Cool. <laughs> Uh, okay, but also that is translated very much into the Star Wars. May the Fourth be with you, and your compulsive and also need with to you. say and oh, yeah. <laughs> every time. Oh my god! Fuck. Uh, but yeah, good times. Mm-hmm. Um, so early days, we put the relationship really to the test. Um, we, I was completely oblivious to homophobia at that wedding. I had like no idea what was happening. Maybe, I just, maybe that was the booze. That was that good Italian wine. Yeah, <laughs> I guess the, the wine just kept what coming. homophobia? There was, like, there was like five courses of food. We were put in the very back corner of the wedding, and um, they did put my name on the seating chart, but not Chelsea's, which I thought was an interesting move, was given it, it, that it was her family. That's so weird. <laughs> that's a, it was an interesting offense. Um, so I don't even know what that meant, but it meant something, I feel like. It, it was some it's classic honest, Italian shade. Yeah. <laughs> our, uh, our gay cousin doesn't exist, uh, but her partner does. <laughs> You're not part of the family, sweetheart. It's okay. So we don't care about what you do. Yeah, you know when you, oh you sit down at a wedding table and you very quickly realize like where your hierarchy is. With oh, the or the outcast table. We're not going to yeah. be for four hours. Yeah. yeah. So that's the table we were at. Um, but the dessert was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was all good, and the wine was was also excellent. Um, so <laughs> I did not realize that there was like people giving us a stink eye all night <laughs> as we were like dancing on the dance floor. It was and, fine though because my adorable Muppet of a father, yes, I was he say. kept like coming into the dance floor and glaring at people like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, you have a problem?" Yeah. <laughs> at one point, he followed a dude into the bathroom to yell, <laughs> like glaring at yeah. us too. Oh my god. We found a great ally. Oh, it was wonderful. Like, you know what? Was all in. You know what I love so much about the fact that you don't remember there being homophobia is that all of those people that were putting so much hateful energy into like paying attention to your gayness wasted that energy. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Caitlin's off white person dancing on the dance floor, just like <laughs> living their truth, and they're all like uh, Panties and a twist over it. Like, it was yeah. great. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm so happy I could ruin that experience for that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they still think about it. Which so <laughs> Me too. Effort on my part. Yes. <laughs> I mean, listen, if it was any part of the Italian side, you know they still fucking remember that. Oh, yeah. Those fuckers can hold a grudge. Like I went to a wedding with some homos once. Like, it's just that story. <laughs> Now, I do want to be clear that the cousin that the wedding was for was she, fine. She's pretty cool. Yeah, she's like, fine. She's not a problem. <laughs> I mean, I figure if she wasn't, you probably wouldn't have been invited. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's more like the extended. Talking yeah. like some Zias and Zios and Nodos yeah. giving us the... 
the, the oh, stink eye. The stink eye. <laughs> it's always going to be the Nona's doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But at least they'll make sure you're well fed as they hate True. crime you. <laughs> <laughs> Giving you the stink eye while they hand you a giant plate of food. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you know, I mean, it was bad. You finish your yeah. pasta and then we'll talk. Right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you finish the pasta, I'll get the holy water, and then we're going to have a discussion. <laughs> oh. yeah i'll pray for you while you eat this cannoli <laughs> oh and i mean we can probably fast forward a few years because i, I can't fast think forward we got a dog moved in together in hamilton that was a mistake not the moving in together just the hamilton um <laughs> we moved in together that was a mistake then we got married <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, Hamilton is a mistake. <laughs> you know what? At the time we moved to Hamilton, it actually wasn't that bad. It, there, it still felt That's like good. there was like a lot of culture to Hamilton that we were enjoying. It was still like cheap, which was mm-hmm. nice. And now it's more expensive to live in Hamilton than it is to live in New York City. Uh, so do you, did you find that as the like average housing price rose that the hate crimes also increased? Oh, yes. Oh, of yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Houses were selling for $1.2 and I was getting hate crimed on the street corner. So, you know, Hamilton became just kind of inhospitable and like yeah, all their issues lovely. with you pride. Know, and- for someone who was just figuring out that you were Jewish, the people who carved the swastika into our fence sure were able to pick you up as a crowd. <laughs> Jeez, right? Like, <laughs> wow. like, I was like, look, babe, they're validating your identity. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This is wild. <laughs> um, so oh then we moved to Brantford. <laughs> And it was a lateral move at best. And instead, yeah. it was a Confederate flag down the street. Oh, yeah, it was a fun <sighs> time. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I also just, because they did skip over their wedding, but I just oh, want to say right, yeah. that, we like... back to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to glaze over the so, fact we got married. Their wedding yes. is, like, the picture-perfect I know. husband wedding. Bron- like, it's just, Bronwyn showed me pictures. I love it. <laughs> Bronwyn Aww. showed me the pictures. They're gorgeous. It, yeah. it was very, it was like a, a real fairy tale sort yeah, of day. Yeah, totally. Was, I love them. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I got to tell the story of our engagement first. Because I probably love oh, yeah. working. Okay, that. baby. So you we, take it. Unlike straight couples, <laughs> we like very talked a lot about like getting married and getting engaged and what that would look like before that Do ever we all happened. consent to these yeah. kind of proposals? Yes. You, know, you just want to yes. make sure that the other person like is on the same page, that you want the same kind of future, you want the same things out of life. And you know, added complication we didn't have heteronormativity to guide us so we're like well who is going to propose and we're just not coordinated <laughs> us to do that like social media thing where both of you have the ring and you yeah. both propose we really have to be time. together as people and we're just not like you know that <laughs> like we're not we're not composed enough as human beings so <laughs> i think we we like decided i guess i was like i want to propose and i, I was, was like, like i'm like, not a romantic job. and i ruin all the surprises that i ever have yeah. for you so <laughs> Chelsea can't handle have it like holding in a surprise. She's always like, I have a surprise. And I'm like, okay, cool. I love surprises. I'm going to tell you about it immediately. (laughs) That is my partner. I'm amazed that he makes it to Christmas or anniversary with anything for me. It's just so much fun to tell people. I know. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, so um, I decided to propose to Chelsea on uh, Leap Day. And my whole concept around doing this was that it was our last new day together, that we had spent all of the other 365 days of the year together. And this was the first day that we were going to spend together as a couple. And so it was our last new day together. And so I was going to propose. I know, right? 
and <laughs> I coordinated it so I like had a thing going on with my school at the time where I had classes one day a week and I was like sleeping over at a friend's house um, so I didn't have to make the drive down back to Hamilton. Um, so Chelsea thought I was going to be gone for the night and I was actually like sneaking back to the house basically. And I got Chelsea's friend to get her out of the house. She like took our dog on a hike or something. And then my friend kept trying to get rid of me and I, and I, I had like this breakdown yeah. in the car. Like I, nobody loves me. So, <laughs> so Chelsea was 45 minutes <laughs> her that's, engagement that sounds about right yeah yeah that's me <laughs> me too and i was yeah. like i was like recording it because like i wanted the memory kept um and uh it was just a very long lead up too <laughs> it's a long video we got on that hard drive <laughs> the actual moment and i really made chelsea's adhd work for me because like despite the fact that i had like our apartment Filled with candles, and you can very clearly see our window as you're driving up. Chelsea oh, yeah. still did not catch on that do, somebody do was into the parking spot. Like, I not would neither. Thing. I was just the most romantic burglar. <laughs> um, and it should also be noted that, like, our friends were, like, waiting at the Starbucks down the street. So they were just chilling there for, like, an hour being like, oh, my God, did she say no? <laughs> What happened? Because they were like oh waiting to come over and have like a champagne toast with us, and they just didn't hear back. They know me now. While. They know me now. Yeah. <laughs> so Chelsea finally got home, and like it took her a couple seconds <laughs> to be like, "Oh wait, there's candles! Oh my god, it's Caitlin!" And then I was just crying in- incoherently. Yeah. <laughs> and then our friends came over, and it was really lovely. and Caitlin was projecting a video of fireworks on the wall because oh, that's that was tied into that. our, our yeah. dating anniversary oh, it was God. all so oh. romantic and that i was, was so very romantic. appreciative because i would have proposed by accidentally dropping the ring box or something <laughs> and being like oh shit will you marry me like you know it would have been very sweet i probably would have come up to you being like babe what's this charge on the credit card? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, i don't know <laughs> we can't spend this amount of money on Frivolous items. <laughs> oh. Must have been fraud. I'll look into it. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Yes. Yeah, so. And then it all kind of ties together too. So while we were engaged and planning for our wedding, we were also preemptively getting on um, mm-hmm. family planning. Family planning. Well, because we, this is we, already around the same time that they had started that. Um, like every everyone with a uterus gets a free round of IVF, basically. Yep. Yeah. Um, which I'm amazed that Doug Ford didn't tank. Like I, that's me too. one thing I can thank COVID I, for. I don't think he knows it exists. <laughs> he probably doesn't. Probably he not. To tell him. He's like, what's IVF? Yeah. I don't understand. He He's like, know that's a like beer, right? I mean, cuts to midwives. That's, that's good it, right? <laughs> Exactly it. Which also, if you know the story, you know that my boyfriend is just as bad for that too. Did we tell that story about that? No. About the when you got high and that your IUD. Oh yeah, he's like, I want one because he didn't know what it was. <laughs> no, you don't. And I'm, like, I'm just like, babe, no, 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 no. But, and he thought he thought he thought it had something to do with pot initially, and he was oh, like, because well, there's there's like the. And I was like, oh, baby, no, that's CBD and THC. And he's like, so what's an IPA? I'm like, that's a beer. (laughs) I love him. I love him to pieces. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's the cutest. 
Oh my god. So yeah, yeah that's Doug Ford and IVFs. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, so we we'd started doing like we got ourselves on the list because we were told it was like a we went and had our first consultation um did not like that clinic in toronto so we switched to a different one but um ended up getting on the list and we were told oh it'll take about a year year and a half to get to you because a lot of people were already on the the wait list for free ivfs and they can only do a certain number per year or at the the time i don't even know how like the clinic would get a certain amount of money yeah from the government Mm, basically per fiscal year um, and then uh, once that is up, it's up. Yeah, is the kind of idea. And then mm-hmm. so we we had an idea that it probably like six months after we got married, we would be able to start IVF. Yeah, yep. figuring it would take a little a little while to do too, because it's not mm-hmm. always yeah you know like immediate. And then about a month before our wedding, we got a letter being like, "Actually, you got your funding. <laughs> Come on in." And we were like, "Oh my god." <laughs> This is a lot all at once. (laughs) Uh, Oh, and just to like start out the story, we, um, the way that we conceived our son, we did a process called reciprocal IVF. So what that basically means is we took um, eggs from Caitlin and we put them in me. (laughs) I don't know how to gracefully explain that. That is what you did. That's what we did. (laughs) First, they would, they would fertilize the eggs, grow them into embryos. Oh, right. Yes. All right. Like, I guess if we're going to, like, really break it down. Yeah. Oh, right. We needed sperm. Yeah. That was kind of the whole point yeah. of doing IVF was that we needed sperm, yeah. for being honest. Um, the, the donor choosing process was really interesting, too, because, like, it, it really is just a big catalog. And they're like, here's here's what this person's like, and, and here's what they look like. And you could search based on, like, you know, ethnicity, because, like, obviously you kind of, I think a lot of people, it was for us at least, it was important to find someone that was similar to your partner because you're mm-hmm. not using their genetics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know that that's important necessarily to everyone, but it was it was just kind of nice to be able to have parts of, of me and my experiences kind of reflected yep. in our donor, too. Let me tell you, no. No Jew- Jewish sperm out there. No. Like, it, no. it is not in the... In the catalog. No, it was not. Really. And I, I don't know what's behind that. Yeah, but, who knows? So we were finding Maybe it's it- faith-based? Well, the, a lot of the sperm banks in the States, too, are run... Like, they are run by, like, Christian-based companies. Yeah. <laughs> Most yeah, things in the so. States that do with anything reproduction that aren't Planned Parenthood are yeah. usually rooted in something Christian. It's true. Yeah. It is true. It was interesting, though, because I think we found, like, we, you know, for reading between the lines of our donor, they had mentioned coming from, um, like, a, a more conservative area of the States. And uh, in their story, they were like, oh, uh, I didn't really see eye to eye with my family, so I moved in with my aunt in the big city. And I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you gay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so we just really connected with our donor and, um, like, uh, on a more like present day note, we actually are in a Facebook group with a whole bunch of other families who use the same donor. And so we can kind of check in with everybody and their kids and they're all kind of around the same age and we're all called, they're That's called really the, cool. the Diblings, the donor siblings. That's awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really neat to kind of have that, that ability to connect Gideon to that part of his I don't know, his genetics, his, his, you know, extended 
relations. I don't, it's so, it's so interesting the way it, as we redefine what family is and what family looks like and, you know, um, connections and, and how, you know, genetics aren't necessarily the most important thing. And yeah, it's just very interesting as we're redefining everything to see how that evolves. Anyways. Um, so where, where were we? (laughs) We kind of like, we have been mixing the story of, I think the, the TTC trying to conceive more acronyms, um, process with the wedding. Speaking of acronyms. I'm just like TTC. Wait, what is the subway have to do (laughs) with it? TTC trying to conceive. (laughs) Not the subway. Also, (laughs) no, (laughs) that's a much more frustrating TTC. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is saying a lot. It is saying a lot. Um, I, just as an aside, it just reminded me of, you mentioned that like, um, MLM and, and its associations, <laughs> because it, it just pinged something for me in parenting groups. Oh yeah. There's an acronym yeah. for first time mom and it's FTM. That's not what I thought of. When <laughs> so, I thought of oh, people no. are like, no, no. oh, I'm, I'm, I'm FTM and blah, blah, blah. In these parenting groups. And I'm like, good for you. Like, it's like, oh, oh like, nice. This and then I just get so these confused. parenting groups were created by heterosexual. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Always throws me forward. Oh, my God. Because uh, <laughs> I would immediately go, oh, good for you. <laughs> so, Welcome. I don't know what this has to do with your story about your toddler, but like, I'm for yeah. it. I'm here. I'm listening. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh god. Anyway, well, um, did you guys start uh, like filming, recording the process before the wedding? Oh yeah. I, can't yeah, I watched your YouTube channel. channel. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can find the story of how we made Gideon yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> sure it was really can. interesting though. It was really informative, and you guys were really um, like transparent and open about your experience Mm -hmm. the goods and the bads which I thought was really great yeah it was I was actually really helpful it ended up being kind of like like a journaling process which Mm -hmm. was I mean it helped us I think it helped other people and we really wanted to do it because we had learned a lot about the process from another um queer family and Mm -hmm. it's living Rosa and we had watched them conceive their first child Lennon and we were like, that's it. That's the way we want to do, you know, that's yeah. how we want to make they a, our, also, some of our children as well. They also did reciprocal IVF. Yes. And, and then funny enough, through making our YouTube channel and our Instagram, we actually got to know them. Yeah, kind of became friends uh, with them. So that was nice. <laughs> Which is just wild. But yeah. I think that as a, a queer family, you don't always have a lot of supports or people with similar stories mm-hmm. in your area. And so I yeah. think that for a lot of people, the online community does become very important. Oh, yeah. Because it's playing Absolutely. a role that you're just not finding in your community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What, one of the um, one of the families that we're very close with um, is also like a, they, they've got like a two-mom situation. And <laughs> I think we literally became friends because our, our friend Victoria was like, you did reciprocal IVF like we did. We have to be friends. And we were like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we do. <laughs> it's funny, actually, because your YouTube channel, my friend Raven and her partner Caitlin, who we had on two weeks ago, um, they found your YouTube channel. I don't know. Oh, my how, God. Okay, but they so were following on. you. Does one of them work as a barista at Starbucks? No. Oh, then that's a completely different person. That's a completely different. <laughs> oh, my God. But Raven, Raven and Caitlin are engaged and they're, they're getting married once. COVID is over yeah. and they want to have start having kids 
right away. And uh, they were watching your YouTube channel. And then somehow they found out that I know you. And I was like, well... (laughs) If you guys are down in the area, I could reach out to Chelsea and see if it's possible oh, yeah, for us to like, pop by. That. And then, yeah, and then I did ask, and then COVID hit. Yeah, <laughs> and then here we but are. Your right. story has been like putting your story out there with everybody else who's doing it. Like it, it really does create a community, and it, and even for me, like I don't know if I want to have children or not, mm-hmm. and I think it will really depend on the partner that I that I have and yeah. finances. But yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> but like it was really great to watch because it was just really awesome representation and it was real not yeah fake you know uh that makes me really happy because yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting in the way that like uh, i i think in terms of like uh, i don't know maybe just speaking to my own experience even if i'm not like directly experiencing someone that something that someone else is kind of going through it I still feel connected to their story yes, because exactly. I know that there's an element that I can connect with yep. um, and empathize with. And it, it just, it creates a different, I'm like almost sad for straight people that they don't have <laughs> that element of connection. Cause there really is That's that sort legit, of, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. There was one other time that um, someone saw us, like we met someone in real life that, knew us through our Instagram uh, slash YouTube channel. And uh, it was when we were going through Starbucks drive This is why I asked. I was like, oh, wait, that was in... Where were we? We were in Waterloo? We were going to the Bigamins drive through Christmas light show. Yes. um, Okay. This past December. And we go through and she's like, oh, I think I recognize you guys. Is that Gideon? And we were like, uh. Yes. No. This is how you know you're real influencers because you've been recognized in public. Okay, I know. But we it's were... either that or you just know you're from Guelph. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> no, yeah, that we came away from that like, well, 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 look who, uh. We're celebrities now, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Off to go drink our Starbucks drinks and drive through a light show and uh, getting recognized. So prime, prime influencer content. Um, yes. But it, it was really nice because she was able to be like, oh yeah, me and my girlfriend, like we want to try that. We were like, yeah, definitely message us. Like we can talk to you about yeah, the Yeah, we were able to connect, told them where we went to. You're local. Like we can give you more information than we can give mm-hmm. like the average person who might not be from our area and is working with a different system. So. And if, if anyone's listening and is curious, we, um, our fertility treatments we do at Trio Fertility. It's in Toronto and they are very queer friendly. Yeah. They have like right in their lobby that they're like, this is an affirming space. So awesome. like, yeah. you know, it's, we, we've never had a problem. Very queer friendly. Also very like mental health aware. Yeah, Mental health, like well educated. They are like, um, oh, good. so when we were first going through the process, um, our doctor, get your like background and stuff and so i had ocd and was like okay so like what are your possible triggers in this environment in these types of procedures like how can we support you uh, which was really fantastic and i i i mean it wasn't something that really came across because i was like oh no this is this is a medical environment. It's the land of the clean. <laughs> <laughs> I would live here if I could. I was yeah. like, a, a medical environment um, where no sick people come? Yeah. Uh, yeah, ideal. Yeah. Uh, for my you know, mental. <laughs> um, and for, for Chelsea, um, the understanding around like, eating disorders fat yeah positivity. They, they they've been very good with like fat positivity and like recognizing that i i mean i remember him saying 
I was like, you know, I, I have an eating disorder. I don't see my weight. Like, if you have to weigh me in, I, I understand that sometimes for procedures with anesthesia, yeah. you might need my weight to be able to calculate mm-hmm. things properly. That's fine, but I can't see it. And he, yeah. and I, I was sort of like fumbling and, and trying to advocate for myself, but also kind of like nervous, you know, mm-hmm. because I don't want to be like, be told like, well, you can't get pregnant, you know, because for reasons. And that, yeah. he basically just looked at me and was like, okay, well you've gotten your testing done and your uterus functions. So like, let's put a baby in it. Like it was very okay. like, that's really important to hear actually, because I've had that question. Cause people I know in the States who go through this mm-hmm. have been denied because Absolutely. they are too fat. And I was wondering if the same thing happens in Canada. Well, it probably does in places, but I'm glad mm-hmm. to know that there yeah. are spaces where that's not the case. And now as like a disclaimer, I am like, I'm like, mid fat so like i right. don't know if you know that would change for someone who was you yeah, know super fat. yeah way more mm-hmm. than i do or or yeah. or even carried it differently than i do yeah but it, it and i mean even we actually had our consultation today just to kind of talk and oh we're just getting tested and stuff we're not doing anything yet <laughs> we're just seeing what's going on in there <laughs> the secret's out you heard it here first <laughs> I, I feel like a look was just given. Oh my god, the look I got just now. I they, could they feel are it still shaking their the head at me. This is just classic chump. <laughs> Nobody knows oh, yeah. when we're doing things. So, um, sibling rants exclusive. <laughs> it's dropping on sibling rants. Alright, first here, folks. You'll be receiving an NDA via email, excuse me. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh god. Well, anyway, so. (laughs) This is one of the funny things about when you are a queer family and you're doing family planning is you've got to like be like forward thinking. You're like, okay, so we might want a kid when our first kiddo is like three. So we're probably going to have to get started like a year and a half in advance. Mm -hmm. So, like, let's let's get connected. We're going to need a consult. We're going to need months of investigation. We're going to need another consult. You're going to need time for the procedures. What if they don't yeah. work? Gideon was our third try. Yeah. So our third embryo if, transfer. if anyone, I, I'm going to like briefly summarize kind of what happens so that like people have, we're talking in mm-hmm. a lot of abstract terms. So I want to give people yeah. like a clear timeline of yeah, events. Yeah. Um, so essentially, um, when we very first did it, they basically like stimulated Caitlin's ovaries Snatched as many eggs as they could, fertilized them. We ended up with five embryos. Oh, one one side note for for people out there that maybe have a parent who's a redhead. Um, so redheads are a little bit more immune to anesthesia, um, and oh, even yeah. if you're not a redhead, you can inherit the that gene. Part. Yeah. So be aware of that because I was up. Uh, fully aware as they were stabbing <laughs> oh, me yeah. to remove the eggs. Oh god. <laughs> so brave. Ow. Um Ugh. it was not great. They and they looked at me, they were like, wait, you can feel that? And I was like, uh-huh. And they were like, okay, we're just gonna hurry up then. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> we can do now. It's too late now. <laughs> and then 
It's already in there. They were like, you should just know you have a high resistance to anesthesia. I was like, cool. Thank thank you. (laughs) So glad you're telling me. Update now. (laughs) So glad we found this out the hard way. Thankfully, that was the last thing I had to do other than provide moral support. Yes. Um, And so the process is basically monitoring me, testing my hormone levels. They do something called a sonohistogram. And it's basically like... What's the, no, I'm just going to go for it. it. They squirt water into your uterus yep. and they're I like, what's one. going on in there? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Flush it off. I had one recently for a different reason. Yeah. issues, but yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a, uh, it's a, Super fun. oh, and uh, because I like to tell this story, um, the first time I got it done, you know, you can, you can imagine the position that you're in, in, yeah. in that scenario. And I'm fully awake. It's not a, it's not an under anesthesia procedure. No. And, you know, I'm casually talking to the doctor and. All of a sudden, his phone rings. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and he went, oh, my God, I'm, I'm so sorry. It's my nurse calling. Uh, she doesn't do this unless it's an emergency. Are you okay if I answer this phone? And I was like, well, I, yep, that's fine. Sure. And so, you know, he pulls out his cell phone. He's just, like, down, down by my cooch, just talking away to his nurse. And he, like, went red as a tomato. And he went, I- I'm going to have to call you back and, like, hung it up. And I was like, I hope everything's okay. And he was like, she was trying to get my lunch order. Um, <laughs> the best moment of that whole experience. <laughs> no, he was just like, I can't say turkey sandwich. <laughs> turkey sandwich, no mayo, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I need a foot long while I'm down here. <laughs> when I when I had mine done recently, I feel like there's always funny stories with these just because oh, yeah. of the position you're in. Mm-hmm. But I had gone in and they, of course, asked me, like, could you possibly be pregnant? Are you sure? Are you absolutely <laughs> sure? And I was like, I'm gay. So, <laughs> yes, I'm yeah. sure. And the lady was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, we have to ask. And it got really awkward. And then the doctor comes in. And it's already awkward in the room. And all I want to do is make lesbian jokes. And I just felt like the room was not there for it. As the doctor is struggling to get the catheter in because it keeps slipping out of my cervix. Yeah. It was a great time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is, um, there's nothing like it. Oh, literally, too. You just want to make jokes because you're like, this is yeah. absurd. This is I was like, I was, moment. I was so close to making jokes like, well, I mean, my cervix isn't used to having anything near it, you know? Yeah. And like... I just knew it wasn't going to land right. <laughs> he just gets more flustered, keeps missing. And- <laughs> it also had to like, and I mean, this is me being the like, I'll tell anything embarrassing or whatever. But I, um, we, they had to use like the regular ultrasound to like find the placement of it because it kept slipping out. And uh, they, of course the lady's like, uh, so we just need to lift you. And so I had to like lift my stomach up and she's like, oh, you're so helpful. And I was like, well, yeah, like, yeah, I don't I'm, used, <laughs> I'm used to holding my own fat. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm fine with this. I do touch my own body. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. And like, so you get really, you start using a lot of like different terms and like, because, you know, the TTC community is its own little community using its own little like lingo and stuff. Yeah. But um, I forget that other people don't use this lingo. And so I was in, in an ultrasound and it was like an internal ultrasound. So they have a wand. Yep. And... We call that going on a date with Wanda. And so the the, so the person doing this ultrasound was like, are you uncomfortable? Are you okay? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's not my first date with Wanda. And she just looked at me and went, ha-ha. And I went, oh, no. <laughs> what have I done? Oh. That's amazing. 
I have to say, I have never been more grateful to sit and revel in my own cisgendered male privilege yeah. right now. Like, shit, y'all go uh, through some stuff. I, I like being a woman, but uteruses can be really frustrating. Yeah. yeah. Shit show. Shit show. Yeah. Just, yeah. just, it's, and you know, it's actually so funny when you're doing this process and you're working with an endocrinologist, there always reaches a point where it's like, it, you know, they've done everything they can. They've given you the right meds. They've done the procedure. And then they're just like, and now we don't know what happens. Oh, like, it's yeah. literally, it's like a bag of magic tricks. And you just don't know quite where the dice is going to roll because, like, yeah, they can't predict anything. Like I, I mean, I, as, a, as a gay man, I kind of feel like that's how I just view vaginas anyways. It's a yeah, bag of magic tricks. You anything, never know what you're going to pull out of there. And- <laughs> anything yes, internal. It's, it's a pocket. <laughs> secrets you know like yeah, it's, it's like a it's like, D&D like, bag of holding like, <laughs> oh my god the forever. amount of gay men who have made jokes about me using it as like a pocket and like what I could actually store up there and I'm like no nothing foreign <laughs> it's not a good scene trust me no <laughs> oh, anyway so your experience <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so uh, the TTC community has a bunch of, like, superstitions, um, you yeah. learn after you've spent some on- time online, um, and this, I think, really plays into the fact that your doctor does turn to you and go, oh, well, I don't know, one in three. <laughs> well, it's in the universe's hands now. Because <laughs> like, you're like, doctor, what can I do to help? And they're like, I, we don't know. We truly don't know. It's a mystery. So the first the first yeah. two times, you know, we did all the, the kind of little superstitious things. You... Like there's like eating a pineapple core. And yeah. mm-hmm. um, people swear if you eat McDonald's fries on the day of your transfer, it helps. Like it's just silly, funny things. <laughs> yeah. and we... Like you can't let your feet get cold. You can't drink cold drinks. Um, drink... You must keep your uterus warm yeah. at all times. Like it's Drink pomegranate juice. Like all this stuff. And so we did all that shit. Mostly because it's distracting, too. Yeah. You're like, I am helping. And you kind of, you're you're just like, it's like when you give a little kid a um, game controller that's not plugged in. And you're like, there you go, buddy. You're playing. That's a a popular move in my life. There you go, buddy. (laughs) I'm not saying I did that to my sister ever, but. Yeah, it's the the older sibling move. It's what you do. Uh, Yeah, it is. We love our, our TTC community friends, but it is a bit like a cult. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you're you're just like, yes, five days of pineapple core. We have to do this. <laughs> um, and then it just, it didn't work twice in a row. And yeah. we were feeling pretty down about it. And I it. was feeling, because it's a lot of, um, so their regular procedure, they have like just a standard procedure that they usually put people on. But because I'm not infertile, um, I don't have any fertility issues. My only yeah. fertility issue is social and so it's a very heavy medication cycle for someone who doesn't necessarily need that kind of stimulation to to the inside parts, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was not feeling good on it. I was feeling awful and hormonal. It was like PMS for two straight months. It was just, it, I just didn't feel right. And, you know, when the both transfers didn't work, we kind of just had a discussion with my doctor because he was like, I don't know why it's not working. Your uterus is perfectly average, which is a high compliment, apparently. <laughs> um, and so I said, you know, I'm not really vibing with this medication cycle. And we did some research into kind of more natural cycles that just sort of stimulated 
it kind of just amped up what was already happening in my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they added in like an HCG shot, which is like the, the hormone that gets produced when you become pregnant. Right. Um, and that's what, when you're doing a pregnancy test, that's what you're testing is your level of HCG. So it just kind of gives you a little bit of like oomph and your body's like, oh, am I pregnant? I better start doing pregnant person things. Like, tricks um, it into being like, this egg is mine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm holding this one. <laughs> 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 uh, Gollum uterus in there. Uh, <laughs> and, and we didn't do any of the things. Like, no good, Oh my god. No this, good luck it was charms. Like, no, no nothing. You like... I moved, moved a mattress. mattress. I pulled an all-nighter for work. I It was like the worst possible. All the possible. things that you're, quote-unquote, not supposed to do. Yeah, it's, we, it's called the two-week wait because it takes about, like, I mean, it takes 10 days. It's not really two weeks, but, but it's know, termed the two-week wait before you probably can. probably feels like eternity at the time. Oh, oh my uh-huh. God. It is the longest 10 days. And you're like, no, I'm prepared this time. You get halfway through and you're like, I don't know how time could be going slower. Yeah. Like, I already have time blindness and this is just yeah. slowed down to a crawl. <laughs> Um, and I was so convinced I wasn't pregnant. I was just like, no, I don't care anymore. I'm going to move a mattress and I'm going to stay up all night. Screw it. I'm not pregnant at all. And I was getting angry at the drop of a hat, which because I was pregnant. Um, (laughs) hilariously, our dog knew before anybody else did. Yeah. You were, you were hundred percent convinced and you kept being like, well, what are we going to do? And I was like, I don't really know how to answer that because I think you're pregnant. Um, and you were like, why? And... (laughs) I just like Fryer had gotten so protective clingy and clingy with you. He wouldn't leave me alone. He was always like sniffing at me, like, "What's going on with you? Why do you smell so uh, weird?" I tried to hold your hand, and he pushed me away. Yeah, he was like, "You don't touch Danger. her. She's <laughs> carrying life." He just put like his muzzle in your hand instead. Yeah, he was like, "No, you, you hold me, mother." <laughs> well, didn't you guys? Either you did. I think you did the actual reveal for that one on on youtube didn't you you filmed yes it? we yes. did after we had announced i think we did like a reveal video and i it was <laughs> so we <laughs> the morning we went in to get tested um i was i was just like i was so upset i was convinced it hadn't worked yeah. i was crying getting the blood test and then, then we went was like you're yeah, clearly you're, pregnant. You're so pregnant. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I made Caitlin take me to PetSmart, and I was like, I'm just going to look at the cats. Yeah. I'm just going to look at them. <laughs> yeah. And then I, like, I like so cat dangerous. bonded with this beautiful little black kitten, and I was like, no, that's my cat because I can't have a baby. My uterus is all dried up, and I need a cat now. And I got into this, like... This, like, awful, I think it's our worst argument uh, we've ever had. Yeah, and I was, probably. I was, like, driving and yelling at Caitlin, and I was like, how can you make me do this? I'm fragile. How, why couldn't you give me this cat? Like, I was losing it. <laughs> I think you're greatly underestimating some of the things that you were saying. And possible. Right. Like, like, yeah, it's just... <laughs> This way, it's a good thing you were pregnant. Yeah, we would have to have a big talk after that. <laughs> and I think literally I was like, we're going to come back to that. Yeah. I feel like we need to unpack some stuff so that <laughs> we can move past it. Yeah. But I like, let's not kill our buzz. Let's yeah. Yeah. put it on the back burner. We're really happy because mid-fight when we pulled over, yelling. Um, <laughs> They, the they called with the results calls. and we're like, you're pregnant. And I was like, what? what? And so of course we're crying because we were already crying. And so she's like, oh, you're so happy. And you're like, uh-huh. 
Josie, I think, said, no, I was already crying. And you could tell she was like, okay, hon, that's nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was literally like we got off the phone and I turned to Caitlin like, I saw we. Like, like, <laughs> really, I think that uh, the hormones got the better. Must have been those hormones. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. It was, oh, um, it's, it's. It's really tumultuous that the yeah. whole process and we before we um, did the cycle where we conceived Gideon, we had taken a month off. We just couldn't do it. We were so. Yeah. And, you know, we had we'd only been at it. I say only, but we'd only been at it for like half a year at that yeah. point. And we know people who have just been doing it for years, years and years. And I just yeah. the toll it was already taking on us. Yeah, was yeah. brutal. It was brutal, and I'm just I'm I'm often just very impressed by people who are able to kind of keep doing this, and it's clearly very important to them. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So thank you know thank God that that all played out the way that it did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. And oh, now here you are, and Gideon's how old? He is. He turned two in April. Um, so and he is, he is full toddler and <laughs> <laughs> we're in a phase right now where, um, everything must be touched. He wants to touch everything <laughs> to investigate it. He wants to climb on everything and everything is no, actually everything is nah. That's how he says no, <laughs> because he's, yeah. he's my child. Um, so, and that's how I say no. <laughs> um, it's very like, um, there's a quote that like always comes into my head and it's from friends. That's where Ross is like, I asked him if he wanted to play to his, about his son. He says like, I asked him if he wanted to play and he said, no, I asked him if he wanted to eat and he said, no, I asked him what he wanted to do. And he said, no. So now he's sweeping. That is my son. <laughs> that is just, <laughs> that is the perfect description for Gideon. But no, he's, um, it, it's great to have the, uh, the context of like, well, Gideon is who he was supposed to be. And he came when he was supposed to. And you know, if if the first two or if one of the first two had worked out, like what would have happened there? Because it's an interesting thing to have frozen embryos because <laughs> um, Gideon might have existed no matter what, but just oh, at yeah, a different true. time, right? That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's an odd experience to wrap my head around. So I just choose not to think about it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I had never. That's blowing my mind. I yeah, had never even thought about that before. It's that, gets, that gets really philosophical because yeah. when you start looking at <laughs> yeah, the soul and where it ties into things, and I'm having throwbacks to Mr. McDonnell's philosophy class. Oh my at God, James. Mr. McDonnell. Okay, yeah, see, I do Okay, but who did you have for drama? Did you take drama? I actually, so funny enough, for being someone who does music theater now, I actually never did drama in high school. I was a band nerd. Oh, you and didn't I was have on the Miss San Vito experience? No, but oh. I was on the Arts Council. Oh, well, then you and saw I, her enough, right? Like that. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> And I was also the last year that thankfully had philosophy count as my theology credit. So I oh, dodged having nice. to do grade 12 religion. <laughs> that is nice. Did Thank you have, um, oh my God, who was the kind of attractive um, hippie art teacher? What was his name? Oh, no, I had Schnur. Uh, bummer. <laughs> yeah. What a fun name. Yeah, but I mean, both both of them are... F- 
sounds just like so stereotypical. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It was. Oh, yeah. just prime. <laughs> also, our arts teachers, we were convinced that they were constantly getting high in the little paint room between the arts classes. I mean, all okay, the but you can so. only come back from break smelling like pot like a handful of times before it's just true, you know? Like, you can't. But I mean, also, Guelph. Like. I mean, Guelph. <laughs> yeah. Here's where we are. Oh, it's just oh. a, well that and that's actually really funny then because that probably means within the same sphere you also know our guest from last week troy kaplan yeah i know troy <laughs> yeah <laughs> troy, troy was our guest last week oh that's lovely oh how's he doing uh he's great and as fabulous as ever <laughs> of course <laughs> it is so funny because like you know <laughs> even when you're not you're not out um, you still manage to find this like core group of gay friends. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. out. Nobody's out. Yeah. I even like, I, I had like, looking back, I can kind of quantify it as like a uh, Katie. I, I know that I had a crush on Katie, you know, like yeah. I know in my heart I did. Yeah. <laughs> like we would be like at the back of science class sharing a Jolly Ranchers pack and like, you know, just like talking. It, it okay, was just. So- <laughs> I actually have the greatest story about Katie, and I pray she listens to this. Because I, <laughs> she came up to me in the hallway the one day, and I don't. She somehow found out. I think it was through Steph Rosewell. Uh, mm-hmm. Found out that I was gay, and she just full on comes up to me in the hallway at lunch, sticks her tits out, and starts rubbing them on me, and goes, "So this does nothing for you? No? <laughs> How about this?" And it, like. <laughs> The most ridiculous experience, but also so true to Katie as Oh my a gosh, it was, it, <laughs> hearing this, I'm sure you guys are like, huh? But knowing Katie, I'm like, yay! <laughs> I know Chelsea gets it. I do, I really do. Oh my god. Oh goodness, I gotta make sure to tag her when we post this oh, on Facebook. Oh please do, be like, that would hey, be wonderful. You need to listen to this. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, Well, okay, we have gone on uh, a little bit longer than normal, which is fine, because this was a little bit delayed. Oh, sorry, guys. (laughs) No, don't worry about it. It's fine. this has been really fun. It's been amazing. Um, But obviously, speaking of amazing, though, you guys mentioned that you have a YouTube channel and that people can follow and check out your IVF story and everything. So what is your YouTube handle? What are your social handles so that people can go and uh, check out all of your exciting adventures? Yeah, absolutely. So our YouTube, we kind of defunct right now but everything is still up there who knows when we'll start it back up again who knows? i think we're we're just not 15 minute long video people anymore tiktok yeah. has warped us yeah, um, yeah. So <laughs> we will be moving to tiktok so check yep. us out on tiktok that's so our, our handle pretty much everywhere is one young at a time yeah um that's on youtube that's on instagram and that will be on tiktok as well uh makes it really easy yeah. and i and think Twitter? that's pretty much all it, 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 do you guys still use Twitter? Do we use Twitter? I like co-opted our one young at a time TikTok, um, Twitter account. It's just for me to talk about politics now. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like spicy rants about and Doug Ford, please follow. I do. So That's I'm all. going to, uh, well, I might already be following, but anyway. <laughs> I, um, so I'm going to follow up on that. <laughs> I work a lot with, with queer kids in my practice and in particular with trans kids. So a lot of my content is just getting very angry at TERFs. Um, yeah. Yep. Because That's I'm very fair. protective of trans kids. Um, so or or as Ash that, told us at the beginning of the Twitter. month, <laughs> ter- TERFs or farts. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yep, Tarts yeah. is also good. Yeah. 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 It's it's a my bucket list item. Um before I die, I have to To fart? It, yeah. No, no, we've we've covered that. We, we've covered we do that. Enough of that. <laughs> bucket list item is uh, the first one is obviously to punch a Nazi. Um Oh, me too. With the power of my ancestors. <laughs> And um, bucket list item number two is to punch a turf. So, you know, I think it's a short list and I think I can get this accomplished. So the more fights I mean, you pick hey, on t- t- you, Twitter. The- you live in Brantford. You're in the right okay. area to do both I those am, things. I am. Like, <laughs> swinging. Just walk down the street, you know? <laughs> Chelsea, can you, j- like, can we just, like, wait until the pandemic's over and then I'll just, like, come join you and we can just, like, double team it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. Just roving... <laughs> This roving gay gang. No, no. Like, just, oh, they're on the streets again. What? Everybody lost their purse. <laughs> hide your kids. Hide your wife. Oh, God. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. Well, thank you so much for joining us, yeah, y'all. Um, us. This was fun. Yeah, it was This so was fun. super fucking awesome. We're going to have to have you guys back because yeah. clearly... There's more stories to unpack. Oh my god! Uh, clearly, Chelsea, Chelsea, and I have more guelfing to do with each yeah, other. Yeah, we have more guelfing uh, to get out of us. <laughs> this episode, that's just guelf. Yeah. For real, like we're guelph. just guelfing. We're, leave, we're leaving Brahman and Caitlin word. inside. <laughs> Growing up in guelf. Yeah, guelfing is a little. Yeah, wow. Caitlin and I are just gonna be like off to the side. <laughs> Every now and then this. we poke we're gonna be over here. Some, yeah. <laughs> Poke in and be like, "Is this done yet?" No. Okay. <laughs> no, they're talking about they're talking about which version of second cup near the university is the better one. Uh, <laughs> which uh, but clearly we also better? we also need to relive all of our downtown experiences because bar hopping in Guelph is a unique experience. Oh my god! Because it's of a everything's all there. Experience is the guy who just shouts in Italian still there. I don't know. I haven't fucking been in downtown Guelph and I don't know how long. Neither have I. I, I, like, I used to go when Taboo was the underground because I'm an alternative kid, so. (laughs) Of course. Like, that's what you do. That's what you do. But, yeah, there was a guy that just stood on the street corner shouting in Italian and he was such a mood. I wish I could go (laughs) find him. Like, man, yes. Yeah. That also <laughs> sounds like Guelph in a nutshell. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Italian man standing on this corner screaming. Yeah, yeah, I, wouldn't, yeah that's I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Waterloo Region has its own versions. Yes. So. Yeah. Yes, it does. Its own special, special uh, versions. <laughs> but for all this and more, and if you want to make sure that you catch whenever we do happen to have Chelsea and Caitlin back on again, make sure you're following our socials. Yeah. Sibling Rants on Instagram, Sibling Rant Pods on Twitter, and Sibling Rants on Facebook. And if you would like us to talk about a specific topic that you think would be interesting to hear us rant about because I'll rant about anything. You can email us at siblingrants at gmail.com. And uh, if you haven't left us a review yet, what are you waiting for? Yeah. There's Facebook and there's Apple Podcasts, and it takes you less than a minute. So, like, do it. And it really helps us get the algorithm out there. No, it does. We would very, very much appreciate it, whether you just click the stars or you take the time to actually write something nice. And of course, if you've listened to any of our previous episodes, if you do write something nice, we're going to talk about it on the podcast because we really appreciate when y'all write us things. Um, I know that I've got friends who message me privately as well. I got a message from a buddy of mine who, (laughs) hi Dave, uh, was like, 
where was today's episode? Yeah. Why wasn't it up yet? And it was like, wait, did you so, pay attention to our Facebook page? Like, Funnily enough, so in the episode that we did with Caitlin and Raven, although, which is also funny because I realized after we booked our Pride Month people that I was like, oh, we have two Caitlins. And I didn't even like put that together. Yeah, um, it happens a lot. We're yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it Spelled completely differently, but mm-hmm. yeah. Always. Um, which yeah. in my ADHD brain makes them completely different. So. But, <laughs> These are two uh, different names. Yeah, meet, exactly. exactly. But I yeah, meet. so Caitlin and Raven. Caitlin Snapchatted me today when she saw that we didn't have an episode today and she was put on a very stern face and she, she talked in the episode about doing her little tour de France on, on Thursdays where she runs a bunch of errands and listens to our podcast. And she sent me this stern podcast and was like, what am I supposed to do during my tour de France today? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we appreciate our followers. We, and we do. We love to hear when you enjoy our content. <laughs> <laughs> so go give Chelsea and Caitlin a follow on their socials. Follow mm-hmm. ours if you're not doing it already. All that fun jazz. Get yourself vaccinated if you yep. haven't already because vaccine rollouts are pushing. And uh, mixing vaccines is safe so mm-hmm. talk to your doctor listen to the professionals don't be scared don't cancel your appointment because you're getting moderna when you first said pfizer you will be okay yeah that's my point <laughs> the, 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 the dolly parton <laughs> vaccine of course you're gonna be okay it's dolly parton <laughs> of course because dolly makes everything better working <laughs> nine to five <laughs> uh- <laughs> And that's where we're going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, Stay tuned, uh, because by the time this gets posted, it'll be Monday. Y'all are getting a double episode this week since we had to delay slightly. And that is going to wrap up our Pride Month guests for 2021 and bring us to almost six full months of having done this goddamn fucking podcast. So... Y'all have run along with us for this far. Stay tuned for more fun, (laughs) fuckery, and gayness, and we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.